0: Thank you for joining us today at Miniature Wargaming Labs. I'm James. And I'm Brian. And here on another very special episode <laughs> of Miniature Wargaming Labs, Brian, how are you doing? How's I'm doing, you doing okay. Yourself? So, doing fine. Have you
1: made any hobby progress lately? Um, I started building my Shasvasti forces for Infinity um, because I have somebody lined up to paint those for me. Okay. Um, he's a new upcoming local painter, miniature painter, so he wants to paint some Infinity to really test his <laughs> test his iron. Because he's only been playing uh, 40K, which lends itself to paint very easily for yeah. um, the majority of people where Infinity is a little more difficult. Well, that high-gloss, like the comic
0: book style, like lines and everything? Yeah. It, that's... it
1: just lends itself to that like highly... The highly oversaturated, like light, like all the a, any effects that you could throw onto it. Yeah. Be it uh, uh, lights or you know the glowing feature. Yeah. You know it's the sci-fi stuff and non <laughs> me, non-metallic metals. <laughs> Did you look at Insong at the painting guides for like the? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, ah, that's one way to explain it. Although now that that they don't have Angel Geraldo's painting all their miniatures, like their newer miniatures come out painted like, you know, very high top, like high tabletop quality, but they're still like, they look like they were made, they they were painted by actual humans and not like robots designed (laughs) with, you know, like the best AI in 40 years. that's... That wasn't painted. That was just uh, Adobe Accra. He just colored it in. <laughs> yeah, but no, no, it was painted by hand. But now everything looks a lot better. Uh, it, it looks technically worse, but it still I looks pay. really good. Yeah. It looks yeah. reachable. The <laughs> yeah. the goal is now like the goal. They brought the goal line to a feasible area now. Yeah, See, I'm still working my charborg. That uh, I think that's what it's called. That
0: Ariadna Tag? Yes, the, uh, the one I dropped. okay. The one I dropped? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, And that material just wants to explode. Oh, it shatters. Explode. It yeah. shatters. That's why I've got the uh, Shakush. So that's going to be the next tag.
1: Okay. I'll try. Just the, going around. That's the that's the Hakaslam one, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, But I don't.
0: I'm barely hobbying since I got the new house. Yeah. I, it's only when I go on trips, and the last trip was all Nova, so I didn't do anything. I mean, you played. Yes, that's the thing, is I traded painting. It's got to be one or the other. I mean, <laughs> paint this well, stuff Well, I mean, that's kind of the, the,
1: the, the give and take of, these, <laughs> of this, you know, uh, hobby, is either you're painting or you're playing, because, I mean, both are hobby time, Yeah. so you can't just, I mean... If you have, like, a family and a job, you can't just focus on... There's so much time management that goes uh, into painting all of your miniatures and playing a bunch of games. <laughs> yeah, was, uh,
0: that, that's the issue. So, like, we've got, like, the October, like, the uh, Halloween painting competition coming mm-hmm. up. So, I signed up for that and put, like, two Infinity models in there just so. <laughs> to, like, okay. Just to push you forward on that. Oh God, I got those new Cosmoflot guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. The new, the yeah. one with the, the bomb. Two little drones thing. and everything yeah. in there. And then uh, one of the con-exclusive ones. I forget what her name the is. The Illuminatrix. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't an M. The I's and L's were so gothic and next nice to each other. I thought that was an M when I filled it out. I saw that I was looking at I it. I was like, that <laughs> is wrong.
1: I was looking at it. I guess it's a gothic M. <laughs> because, so if you do illuminate, the, it turns it into mumminatrix. I thought, okay, right? well, they, got, they got stupid names. I'll go with it.
0: I'm sure there's some reason. You know what? Like we said, I went to, uh, who was that, Nova? That wasn't Carlos. That was doing.
1: Uh, uh, that was ha- not Javier. That was oh Gutierre. Gutierre. Honestly,
0: Illuminatrix, Muminatrix. Some of the words he was saying, I mean, <laughs> it fitted right in. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. They're Let's just all made up it. words spoken by Spaniards. <laughs> <laughs> I Nobody mean, really knows what they're saying. I love. I love it when they with the Spanish accent when they say Panzer Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, Cannot duplicate that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, since we're talking about infinity here, the reason I bought Infinity was like N4. So during the pandemic, N4 came out, and also during it, Code One came out, so I bought both rule books. And the fascinating thing about it was like, when they do like the first chapter, is the demo, like how to play? Yes. In the N4 book and the Infinity Code One book, it's literally the same chapter. It's just a copy and paste yep. those pages. So it's like, what is the appreciable difference? So Brian, why don't you describe what the Infinity Code 1 scene is like in
1: Albuquerque? Well, I'll tell you what the, the Code 1 scene is pretty much like across the U.S. Non-existent. <laughs> no one plays Code 1. <laughs> I mean, it's it's mainly set up so that you can... This isn't their intention. They wanted they wanted a completely separate game. But what it ter- kinda of turned into is Infinity Light and that's what you bring new people in with because it cuts out a lot of like a lot of like the really technical rules. It takes out a lot of the technical abilities. It's very like streamlined to just like I shoot, I hack, sometimes I have like very limited things I could do with hacking, I have limited guns. I have limited abilities, so it's very, very streamlined to the point that it's really accessible for a younger or newer crowd. So anybody that has never played Infinity before, or is coming from like, you know, D and D &D or 40K, where you know, using a d20 um, for this would be, you know, don't you haven't really done that, Um, but it goes through exactly how to play Infinity just without a lot of the extraneous rules because there is a lot of weird technical rules to Infinity that make it so complex.
0: Well, so noticing that the intro chapter is the same, when you start reading the books, Mm -hmm. what you realize is like there's just certain advanced rule, like certain rules that they just took out. Yes. So when you go in the app and you either want to build a, N four army or a code one army. Basically, you're just not playing with certain models.
1: Yes. Yeah. It cuts down the the model pool so that it's it's it, and it's only there's no sectorals. Also. Yeah. So it really just focuses you on here's this small pool of miniatures that you can that you can mess around with.
0: Well, then why even have a rulebook? Because I was thinking about when you look at the app, you look at the rulebook. I believe like Ash on like his Infinity podcast is talking about like when you do a starter game, just don't bring these models, so you don't play with these rules. Yes. So it's like Code One was just a realization of what people were doing already. Like, yes. don't play with these rules. Don't play play vanilla lists.
1: Yeah, if you go through like uh, one of the their oper- their operation boxes, which have two teams and terrain and everything that you get into play, the two player starter boxes. It's the same thing, like you look at the, like, the three, they send you through three missions, starting off with like three people each, and then you increase how many miniatures you use after that, um, each round after that, and it, it starts you off with three dudes, only combi rifles, the basic, just basic dudes, and you're just learning, this is how you move, this is how you shoot, that's pretty much... If you follow that through, they introduce, like, some smaller stuff like this is camouflage, and this is hacking, and this is doctor. And it's that's they took that basis of how to teach a game of Infinity and put it into its own rule set.
0: Well, once again, why even have a code one rule book? Because if you think that's, about it, all you need is the app. And see, that's... Because... I'll give the example. If I go into N4 and I build an army, okay, I'm going to need the N4 rulebook. If I go into Code 1 and I, in the Code 1 side of the app, and I build an army, it'll just deny me the models that have access to the special rules. Ergo, I could just use the N4 rulebook. I just won't have any need to cite the sections that have the special rules in there. Yes. So it's like... So it I rebalances mean, the points because you're removing those rules. That's why the points are different with like point costs and switch costs. Yes. So it's like, why even have a <laughs> book? The app should have taken care of it. Like you're
1: the, playing and yes. 4 yes. Well, and it does. So just like everything with Corvus Belly and Infinity, it's they're they're living games. And so they when they make a book, it's just to release a book. It's because people like to buy books. <laughs> And, yeah, that has rules in there. But the rules change because they it's a living game and they have a living PDF. Um, so, I mean, if they print a book, it's just like, hey, here's more. It's more about fluff where their rule books are there to give you something physical if you want something physical. Well, I, I, did like, I do like the Code 1 rule book because it's a lot thinner. It
0: doesn't have the fluff where yes. the N4 is like that two-volume box <laughs> <Yes>. set, <laughs> which... Does not fit in my shelves. Like I have my shelves no, set for also the Warhammer books. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, so I'm losing shelf space because of like the Infinity books are just a touch higher. So I've got to reset the pins on yes. my IKEA Billy bookcase. It's like, well, now I'm stealing space for my other books.
1: Yes, and well, you know I don't even have the N4 core rule book because I, mean, I mean it's all online. You don't really need it, and so when it comes to people playing Code 1 versus N4, once you play enough, once you play Infinity, and, or, yeah, once you play Infinity N4, Code 1 loses all its luster. Because now you have all these other things that you can use. List building is more interesting. You have more sectorals. You have more access to different things. So once you learn how to play Infinity, there's no reason to play code one. Even though it's simpler and shorter time it's not enough different to draw people away from playing Infinity. But so the same number of miniatures. Yeah. It's not like it's a smaller game. So
0: let's take the example of Enemy Spotted Studios has In Country. Yeah. And their base their starting book In Country then they had decided, well, let's make a tournament rule book in Country Recon, much smaller. And they said, we're going to view the original book as the narrative play. That's going to have all these options. Very There's like three attributes. Recon has two. The idea was like, let's make a stripped down tournament book. Mm-hmm. So when people show up to tournament, there's less variability to even think about when you're trying to balance the game. So why hasn't Code One taken over as the tournament game of being able to like removing the variability and the need for judges to get
1: involved? That's like easy because Infinity's already there. I mean, yes, it's more complex and everything, and you're going to need judges, but judges aren't called that often. I've been to enough uh, enough Infinity tournaments to know that like judges are there to judge like the top four tables. Because they're the sweatier players. Um, other than that, outside of that, it's just like, can I throw this if he has this thing and I have minus six and it goes below? You know, it's just those weird corner cases. But it's already, Infinity's already been set up as a tournament game because it's very well balanced. So you're able to outplay a good list. And an out, a good list doesn't mean you win. So you could buy all the miniatures you want, and it's still a very... It, it mitigates itself into uh, a tournament-style game. So when you are at Nova, did you ever have to call a judge over? No. Oh, okay. yes, there was one time, because I had a question on how many uh, on fighting. Literally just once. Because I had two two active units, two active miniatures in close to close, uh, close uh, combat um, with two separate other miniatures. And I was wondering, can I, can I do that? The answer is yes, because they're both active. They just have different targets. Okay.
0: You know, so if we look at, like, across the game, so I gave the in-country example, but let's talk about, like, game 40K. Combat Patrol is supposed to be, like, the locked-in. Like, if you buy a Combat Patrol box, that is going to be a viable, standing, balanced army with all the other Combat Patrol boxes for the next... Well, let's see. How long has the game been out? Five months? So that gives us 31 more months before the next edition?
1: Yes. So we should have, like, a little countdown. And see, but they're not... Nobody sees that as the tournament But tournaments drive this game. I mean, in the
0: reality, it's the tournament players are the small section, but they drive, like, the net list builds and
1: what people build for, like, hobby and narrative. Yes. That is, so, I mean, so for 40K, when you look at Combat Patrol, uh, I see Combat Patrol as the very, like, the same thing as Code 1, where it's like, I can buy a box, I could buy a Code 1 box, or I could buy a Combat Patrol. Okay. Both of them, if I t- take it and I plug it into the app or whatever list builder, you can go up against somebody else that has a, a similar box. And Code One and uh, Come Patrol have simplified rules, um, different point costs, and it's just something to get people into the game. And then once you are ready, once you've like, Okay, I like this game, I want to spend more money on it, I want to spend more time. Then you look at the broader 40K or Infinity and 4 Now, 40K is been around so long that it's started as a very narrative game. So a lot of people want that narrative because it has such a wide world. And they want their miniatures to reflect that. So you have these people that want to play it both tournament-style and very open, and that's, that's that's what Games Workshop has been struggling with, is trying to get that balance. Mm-hmm. Whereas Infinity was set up as a tournament-style game. It's good for tournaments, It's the, the games aren't too fluffy, but you can have narrative events that are more fluffy, but... It was set up to be a more tournament-ready, straightforward, balanced game. So,
0: I think we're going at here is when you have a stripped-down version of the game, it's either to get new people in, like Combat Patrol, or maybe Infinity. Who knows what the code ones were for? Or in-country, it's like the narrative gets you in, and Recon is for tournaments. Yes. To do this kind of... Match play, make sure there's a balance there. Now, I will admit that over time, you know, like 10 years from now, would recon the way it is now last, given that there's basically tier one, tier two? You might change the models, and the tournament pack adds some like little flavor rules because the recon book's always balanced with like the event
1: pack. Yes.
0: And that's what changes it. So it's like, Boredom might set in. So would co- Code 1 be too boring if you kept to do a tournament? Yes. You think that's the issue? Uh, so you need your sectorials? So like... yeah, in
1: order... So simple games have their have their uses. I find simple games are better for uh, narrative-driven uh, storytelling style uh, campaigns where you could you know... You could set up a game that, you know, games like Necromunda where you have 20 books with 50 different rules in each book and you have to have 12 different books for one team because there's different rules and everything. That's very narrative. You you don't play that. You can play in a tournament, but you have more fun with it as a narrative, building your crew, going from game to game, getting experience, (laughs) losing your favorite guy and everything like that. Whereas, like, Infinity doesn't have that. They have one rule book. Everybody, like, a uh, a combi rifle is a combi rifle is a combi rifle. No matter who has a combi rifle, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so, but you have that complexity of rules um, like Infinity. So, I don't know. It's. Well, let me ask you. I think two, two. I mean, both ways have a lot of rules. Okay, what? What were you? Okay, through? no, I'm, I, I'm, loo- I'm losing, so I'm losing my track, I'm losing your- and I'm trying to figure <laughs> out where to connect the dots. Okay, so let's say
0: that Code One came out at a good time, like during the pandemic, yes. people were buying miniatures like crazy. Now, there is an existing Infinity community. Let's say Corvus Belli says, I want Infinity to be bigger. Let's make a simpler entry game and release it. That stuff sells fast. But is there enough of it out there on on the shelves? It's kind of like your problem getting enough combat patrols. People want combat patrol boxes. Yes. You can't get enough combat patrol boxes to meet the demand. So could there be a situation Infinity, the code one, did not take off because there is no permanent presence on the shelves. Like, if you didn't grab it's, like those starter boxes, like when they came out, like the matched um, like Operation Blackwind, if you yeah. didn't buy it when it came out, what well, you've got to wait a year and then get the assembled box um of just one faction. So it's and, like in there was never enough of it to actually launch like a beginner newbie community. The people who did buy the boxes well, the existing community wasn't going to switch over and play Code 1, and it's like, here, I'll show you how to play N4. So
1: that's, that's actually a big problem for every miniature creator or any, any miniature game that is in 40K. So Infinity is a big company, or uh, Corvus Belly is now a bigger company because you know when we were at Nova... Everybody that was with them was like, "Yeah, we're 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 doing well, but you know, that's in, that's Infinity, that's Corvus Belly. that's they're pointing at them like that's a big company." And then you know, there's GW, which is ten times that. So Games Workshop has the ability to
0: create well ten times that in the in the headquarters staff. Yes, You're not counting their retail
1: divisions. Yes, take
0: that multiples above that. Yes,
1: exactly, exactly. They're ginormous. So. 40K has the ability to release a small starter set, a medium starter set, a large starter set, and then that's after a starter set already came out. And so they have a starter set for everybody. Whereas Infinity, they release five things a month. Games Workshop releases at least uh, four or five things a week. That's not including giant releases. That's, yeah. you know, like, so comparing, that's the problem with all, is, uh, with all miniature games outside of Games Workshop is it's hard to get people into them because there is no stock. Um, a lot of stores, bigger stores will carry a bunch of stuff for, like, Conquest and uh, Infinity and stuff like that. The bigger games that have, like, bigger companies behind them Um, but even then it's just like they have one starter set each and, you know, if you want new starter sets like Infinity does, which I really like, is you have to let that other one, like, be limited. Because instead of releasing new starter sets whenever they come out with a new edition, which means they have to change editions every three years, they keep the same edition for, you know, ten years and instead just roll out new starter sets. It's like, oh, you want to play these two factions? Well, here's these two factions. And so it's like, there's a lot of logistics when it comes to, like, how do we get new players in outside of people that want to, or that are already playing Games Workshop games.
0: Well, I know, what, not this last trip, but the trip before that, I went and got Joe all that Infinity stuff, because mm-hmm. I was driving by all these small mom-and-pops stores, and there was one store in... Uh, Indianapolis, they just had so much infinity. Yeah. And old infinity. So, like, JSA's as a sectoral view, Jing, <laughs> which is, yeah. That's, that's pretty old. Um, and you can see from the store owner's perspective, like, he always kept infinity on the shelves.
1: Not because he wanted to, <laughs> because the people just, who yeah. had, had their stuff were good to go. Yeah, and that's that's another problem with, like, Infinity and games that aren't 40K is, like, how do you make it affordable but also make money?
0: Well, you know,
1: something I noticed is um, I went through his store, and that was
0: right after um, Battlefront Miniatures uh, re-released NOM. Mm-hmm. Um, and I said, do you have a two-player starter set? And he said, no. Has Infin- Corvus Belli ever done a two-player starter set? They Besides, both. like the Code One, I mean, for like regular Infinity, always, yeah, okay. they do. They started. It I don't off remember ever like seeing. Look,
1: about I eight don't years seeing. ago, with uh, <laughs> uh, I think it was not Crimson Stone. It was Ice Storm, and ever since then, every like two years, they would release a new one. When was the
0: last one? I don't know. I know Code One had the two players. That Let was the team. last
1: one, and that one's still well, there's available. There's three Code One. Boxes or the, yeah, the most recent they they the sp- black one yeah they switched to Code One because that's supposed to, that's their entry,
0: okay. so it's it's
1: you get Infinity miniatures with that and the Infinity the uh, N four rulebook is free online, so might as well sell it as mm-hmm. Code One because if you're in Code One you if you play Code One you play Infinity, but but it's so easier why, to, once again why have a separate one, <laughs> because it's easier for new players to get into it. It's like and you're that's just exactly like, well, it's, it. it's
0: it's the starter version of the game. There's a reason it it's though? not
1: popular. That's the reason it's not popular. Is because you know it was something new that they wanted to do, and they haven't released any miniatures for just uh, for uh, Code One in a while because they realized Code One isn't that popular. It's good that it exists. The boxes sell. That's a but people are buying them for Infinity, not for N four. So. Or not for code one. So that's why they kind of just, you know, they have code one. It's there. They made it. Now everything's infinity. You just switch it well, to
0: then N- 4 Is it the Lee Iacocca standard of I'll have one car frame and I'll just put different labels on the car and make you think I have six different cars? <laughs> there, so. I can just... Th- the, that Simpsons, when they take a tour... Of the Duff Brewery. <laughs> yes. it says Duff Light, Duff, and Duff Dark. And it was like one pipe feeding like three barrels. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's easy. You just slap a new label on it. It's different. This is the Code One. What makes it Code One? It's the Code One. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's light. It's light. <laughs> this is infinity light. <laughs> and, and see, the, I think that's the main problem with, with Code One is that it doesn't separate itself enough from from N4 to be its own game. If you look at uh, Kill Team, Kill Team f- version 1 was less popular than it is now because it didn't separate itself enough from 40K. It was 40K light. Mm-hmm. Now you have the new system that lends itself to its own game using the miniatures of 40K, but it is its own game with different rules, with different... Different skill sets and everything like yeah. that. So it's it's different enough that people be like, yeah, it's a different game. I get different stuff out of it. Whereas when you go when you play N four versus uh, Code One, you're getting the same thing out of it, but less if you play Code One because yeah. you're missing all of that awesome stuff from Infinity. Uh, I think that.
0: I think that Kill, uh, Games Workshop's Kill Team First Edition is a good example of that. Because you're right, it was individual model control, but all the attributes and how you rolled was just like 40K, where yep. Kill Team 2.0, like the, the way you roll and the attributes don't match Completely up. Completely different game. But, you know, Recon, so in-country and in-country Recon have different attributes, mm-hmm. like three versus two. So, I mean, both are stripped-down games, but they're distinctly different games and how they play. I guess that's where I'm going, why have a different rule book? Because code one just isn't different enough to like stand on its
1: own. Because as a company, you have to try new things. (laughs) (laughs) You you have to release stuff. (laughs) You have to constantly be, be because if you just stop, if you don't, if you just, N4 is going to turn into N5 sometime, probably soon. I'm going to guess in the next, so? I think in the next what? year. People really? are already talking about it being uh, announced uh, next year. Um, because, I mean, it's it's evolving. It's already changed. Because that's the, that's the awesome thing about Infinity, is that it's a living game. But as soon as you have all these different erratas and changes, it gets too bloated, and, you know, you got to condense them. Now, that's the nice thing about Corvus Belli versus Games Workshop, is that... N5 is going to be very similar to N4. If you played N4, you'll know how to play N5 because there's just little tweaks and changes. Because N3 to N4, there wasn't that much, but they really tightened everything up. They got rid of ex- like r- excess rules, and they really destroyed the bloat. And now there's more bloat, and they're going to take care of that. Well, didn't they kill a lot of their miniatures back catalog? They didn't. Well, that's the, ni- that's the thing is they... Yes, they stop producing the miniatures, but the miniatures are still viable. They're they're still playable. In fact, whenever they do, whenever they discontinue a uh, range, because they have to. There's 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 a lot of weird SKU rules in Spain that prevent them from having a giant catalog. Really? Yeah, mm. it's it's weird. Um, so they have to they have to choose at some point what to cut out and it's usually lesser-played factions. But what they do is when they get rid of a faction's uh, SKUs, when they stop producing their miniatures, they usually update them, add the little extra stuff from uh, from others, uh, like NA2, some merc- mercenaries, um, and really update how they play. Because you can still play with them, they're just not making the miniatures. hmm so they nev- they've only gotten rid of I think 6 or 7 different profiles, maybe maybe a couple more. It's it's no more than like 11. It can't be more than 11. <laughs> Which I mean, if you look at games workshop, they've gotten rid of a lot.
0: Yeah, that's uh I told you my plan for games workshop is I've worked out my system now. 11th edition, I'll play with my 10th edition models, (laughs) because a new edition comes out by the time I finish, like, the starter box. Oh, I (laughs) know. Like, Dark Imperium and Indominus, i still got some of those. (laughs) It's like, I actually have more than enough to play. Why am I not playing?
1: (laughs) Because it just keeps going.
0: Well, it's like, um, it's not... Got to look at that combat patrol because that came in the uh, starter box and that's mm-hmm. supposed to be locked in. I appreciate the starter boxes and the combat patrol boxes locking into a profile and a gameplay style. Yes, because um, uh, people complain about Necromunda, but I think Forty K is far worse.
1: Well, and, like, Necromunda rule... hasn't changed its rules since it's <laughs> since well, it's
0: Second Coming. So it has, but it never actually calls it an addition change. Yes, <laughs> they just <laughs> say here's the rule book. It's different from the other ones; they're all the same.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> these are all rules. That's books. a living rule game. And <laughs> yeah. that's a that's a living rule book, which is it, it causes bloat. Well, but for a narrative game, I don't think that matters.
0: What, what's interesting is. Um, there, with Necromunda people, like, when you go to, like, Yak Tribe and build your army, they actually have you click down, like, what rule books do you have? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then it's like, so you can build a gang, and it's like, what, what book do you have? Like, click. Okay, we're going to build a gang based on you guys having that rule book. Yeah. Because the new Necromunda rule book, when it came out, based, once that new one came out, you only need two books. That book and your gang book. Yeah. And I'm sure at some point, a new gang book. Like, okay, so if you want to play some of the surface playing around, there's some, like, factional things that aren't in the specific gang rule book. So yeah. maybe three books. If you're playing Underhive, you need two books. You cannot say that for 40K. No, not <laughs> at all. I, I actually heard some really good advice. I'm going to play, like, Custodes and Imperial Agents. No more spacemen. Because no one touches, they do not touch Imperial agents as a rule. But I think those index cards,
1: which don't good. have
0: points up will be good for another like two and a half years. Oh yeah, easily. Because Imperial agents, I always noticed, is always the last thing to get a book or get upgraded. Yeah, it's like oh here here's an index and a there's, there's two uh, signs <laughs> there's two signs that Games Workshop's going to lo- launch Games Workshop's going to launch a new edition. Codex Space Marines Two comes out. Yep. <laughs> And imperial agents gets a book. Yes. Okay. Yep. Editions <laughs> changing. <laughs> Stop <a> buying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. That's how you know that it, uh, Either those two things. Um, that's that's the that's the death knell of a, uh, uh, of a 40k edition. Because <laughs> I was surprised that they didn't release a uh, Space Marines two this time. This time didn't around. Didn't they? I thought they did. No, they did not for 9th edition. Uh, I, I just stopped buying the books. That's fair. There's, like, there's so many. Well, so
0: we were talking about, like, um, so if I did Necromunda, I can buy the regular book, the new extra thick one. Yes. You can club a seal well, with. Well, if you could find it. Yeah. So that's another issue. Can you find the <laughs> rule book? Because <laughs> they're not – so you can buy it online. I mean, you can always go into the Apple Store. Of or your Kindle yes. copy. Okay. Um, I'm thinking about doing that because <laughs> – my Necromunda book collection now fits in like one of those <laughs> magazine boxes. Yeah. I had them all. I was like, I can't
1: keep... You... Remember I... you helped me carry that one <laughs> yeah, down that to the was... car? It was super heavy. <laughs> <laughs> you were sweating by the time we got <laughs> Well, it didn't help that it was like super humid and hot. Yeah, the last day the oh Nova opened, it got
0: ridiculous. Well, you know, something I was looking at with um, 40K, Tyrannic War, the Tyranid yeah. War mm-hmm. came out. So it made me think of like, okay, copying Warlord games bolt action, of where you have a base rule book, then you could have army rule books, and then you have theater rule, rule books. And their yeah. tournaments actually account for like, okay, you can bring these theater or campaign books, or we're just playing base books, of where combat patrol is like, you just have bolt action. The regular rule book, okay, that's Combat Patrol. Live and die. Then it's like, okay, I can buy a codex and I get more options. Uh, Points, let's not even talk about point drift. Yeah. Um, (laughs) For um,
1: any game, that is
0: ridiculous. (laughs) But but that was the nice thing about, like, theater books is because you could actually have wildly different stuff because they might have, like, okay, in the Italian theater, they had these oddball guys. Like, only appeared one month, there was, like, this little group. Okay, great. So I actually wondered if, like, the Tyrannic War and, like, they had that some in the last edition of where you'd play, like, the the three-volume sets or one-volume sets and, like, Nachman, we're going to play on this world. White Dwarf calls them, like, flashpoints of where you get, like, special rules for, like, playing on this one planet. Um, I think that's actually a really interesting idea. Yeah, Um, It allows you to say, okay, let's carve everything out, bring your base book and this theater book, which, of course, 40K doesn't allow. No, it's they like, don't, not at all. Bring all the eight books behind that one. But it's like, if if you could make it of, like, okay, theater book, and that's it, that would actually be a really cool idea. That's, so that would be a could really cool You log into idea. a single moment, like, okay, we're going to battle for this planet. Yeah. That's it.
1: Yeah, 40K. I mean, that would sell more books. If you had a like... Well, let's do this system, and then let's do this planet, and then, you know, we'll have McCrag and uh, the, the Eye of Terror, and you, yeah. know, you have, like, Terra, and you have all these different books. I mean, they love selling books. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's... But that's the nice thing about... Because,
0: like, with bolt action, he's like, okay, I'm going to play World War II, and these are my U.S. Army. Yeah. Now I want to play my U.S. Army... In the Philippines, you actually have like slightly different options, and if you played it in like um, southern Italy or like Western Europe, you can actually change, and you actually get like models that only appear in that theater okay. Now that's why, that's why Games Workshop should do that. It's like, "Oh, do you want yes. the the Nacmun campaign? Yes, this is a lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> This will be a primary's lieutenant that's only good on this planet. yes. Yeah, okay,
1: this unit was special because they, they died here, and they have special abilities that were specially made for this this area. And boom, here's this special edition miniature that you have to buy if you want to play them. Boom, instant money. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, I think I just had this conversation because I'm starting to paint more of the Infinity guys. I don't want to figure, like, how much deeper do I want to get into this? You're going to play Infinity. Yeah, You're yeah. going to play N4. And, you never, stop, you never stop by my house. You don't walk to the south of the mountain. Ugh, you, know, you, no. you know you're not welcome down there. You know? It's too bougie for me. You ain't from around here, boy.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, we have to meet in the middle of the street. <laughs> the, the coffee shop, that's uh, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah that's no yeah. man's land.
0: <laughs> All right, so I've got my Cosmoflot and my Illuminatrix, as I now know to pronounce it. Yeah, and it. That's an HVT,
1: so you, you don't have to have... There's no special rules for it. <laughs> Which it has a really fancy gun that nobody knows what it does, <laughs> but... I, you know
0: what? I... What was it? 7th Seven, edition. Like, Games Workshop store openings had that one Terminator captain with that funny rocket launching gun. Yes. That they only made rules for <laughs> in 7th edition. Yeah. It was like, I still have that model, like, in box. It's like... <laughs> well, I should open and paint this. I've had it for years. It's like, with gun. With With gun. gun. I I don't know. It's a gun. It's Storm (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) Just make a rule for every manager. Yes. (laughs) What are you working on next, Brian? As I work on my Infinity, which, let's be honest, I'm not working on anything. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'll be pretty busy this month. And but I'll still be working on infinity. i'm actually probably going to work on building a spider army for Sp- fantasy. This I have a bunch of spiders, <laughs> and like i've been wanting to build a spider army for a long time. And you wanted stuff from War Games Atlantic. Atlantic uh, so yeah, I got yeah. a box of their uh, goblins because the goblins have uh, uh, spider rider feet. Uh, yeah, that has a little Legs, on there. so yeah. I want to get those. And I bought another box of spiders because I already have a half a box of theirs. But I just, I have so many spiders, you know, might as well just <laughs> build a spider army for some <laughs> fantasy stuff. Well, that's, uh, well, War Games Atlantic's coming out.
0: They've already released their World War I British, so. Yeah. Figure I already got their French and German. I'll get the British ones in there. It brings. Have you ordered *A War Transformed*? Osprey Games, new book.
1: No. You are
0: way behind. Way on your behind. Osprey Games I am order. so
1: bad. You. It's like there's a bunch of drama and... going on, and I just can't keep up with anything <laughs> with because I have so much stuff to do. Yeah, kind of like that. I have to remind you about all the Osprey games. Books. You like, do. You, like, you, I mean, like where... just keep me on top of it. Yeah.
0: So that's World War One, but with magic. Yes. So it's
1: like, uh, what was that? Death Song. Well, so there was uh, somebody I met at our local flea market that uh, Etten puts on. Um, they were talking about there's a issue of Blaster. I think it's Blaster One. That has the weird World War One in it. I can't remember what it's called. Um, so
0: I might work the on original some... Blaster Run. Yes, yeah, the original okay.
1: Blaster Run, which they're separate issue. You do, you yeah. do. They're separating each of them out, so you could buy them. I separately. saw that. Yeah.
0: And... Well, I like that. Basically, Blaster is
1: becoming like Osprey Games' Blue Book series. Yeah, kind of. That is exactly <laughs> so... what it is. Which, okay, more of that. I'm okay with that. Two companies doing it. Perfect. <laughs> Have you seen the new one? Uh,
0: yes. So the first one was the cowboy one. Yes. Um, I might buy that eventually. The second one. What was the rules going to be for that? What was the second one? The, I was interested the in the that. The second
1: new one is a. Uh, is it? A, it's a space game. It's another. It's another. Uh, yeah. And it's made by the guys that made uh, uh, the original Forty K space game, which was. Gothic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had two of the... two of the I still had that rule book. Yeah, the main <laughs> designer and one of the side designers for that are working on this new game. Okay. So it should be interesting. Yeah,
0: interesting.
1: Oh, yeah, and the Spider Army is... Spe- so same company, Electi Studios, is doing the... Hobgoblin, right? Hobgoblin. Yeah. That's what the Spider is I thought the Spider... Okay. Yeah. It was like... Even though I just got a... Uh, skeletal army for that <laughs> as well you know skeletons riding spiders. <laughs> I'm very excited for the release of that book
0: <laughs> yeah, they're getting closer aren't they
1: yeah I, I have the yeah. rules yeah they they already sent out the, the rules and everything so well that's just the beta rules right that was just yeah. the beta rules okay. yeah um, but it should be December was the release uh, the, the tentative release date
0: yeah he seems like he's moving along yeah. on that one yeah See how that one add that to the rank and flank pile of books. Oh yeah, Yeah. no, I'm very. I'm just got to the point of just buying books.
1: Same, just for the (laughs) same. I've got I've got a storage shed now. We we both got doomed. (laughs) Yes, and I have a couple people wanting to play doomed, and then you know, with all these other studios making just here's just books. Yeah, books for miniatures. (laughs) Well, I mean that was the point of this channel. Like we only have a couple armies. Yes. How do we You'd play the most games with the least amount of miniatures? Just, and
0: the most amount of books, yes. apparently.
1: If <laughs> so you buy a book a week and play a game every month, how long will it take well, you <laughs> before know, you realize this
0: is an endless journey? Well, that, that, that was my realization, is like, I've actually just got to like paint a medieval army. Yeah. That way, like the eight different rule sets I have for medievals, it's like... You know, it doesn't matter. Throw another book on there because the army's already painted. I yeah. actually got to get that to where, like, all the genres, I just have a painted force. See, that's that why I like, can make that work.
1: Having a skeleton army and a spider <laughs> yeah. army. You know how many games use spider, giant spiders and skeletons? <laughs> a lot. Well, that's why
0: I know when Old World comes out and they do the base change away from 25 millimeters. No, it is tw- I- not away from 20 millimeter. To 25 millimeters, weren't they? were the squares 25s? They were, they were 20s. They were 20s. you could not fit those little dudes. Mm-mm. Like you had, uh, like, like the dwarves, like cock them sideways. And like, okay, you're <laughs> yeah. looking at that's like, why they the that's 20. why they moved up to 25 yeah, millimeters. Yeah, that,
1: it was like only the elves really yeah. stayed on there. <laughs> and they and the like the swords.
0: yeah, <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's why the, that's why they're moving up to 25 okay. millimeter because they're keeping a lot all the old sculpts for a bunch of the the miniatures. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Yeah, never get rid of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're reprinting all of the ones from uh, Tomb Kings. They have all the original molds, and they're just gonna redo all those, <laughs> which I think is super cool. <laughs> well, that's um, I might play that.
0: I yeah, get some break, break out some Britonians. Yeah, and, and everything. Yeah,
1: that. Would, that'd be well, cool. I mean, I I have vampire counts, so I might as well just vampire counts. Why well, don't you do your
0: spider army uh, say you're going to be spray painted black, dry brush brown.
1: Done. <laughs> exactly. And then I have, the, I have my skeleton army spray them tan dip them in varnish. <laughs> get the old army painter dip yep. out there. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm just going to dip them because why not? <laughs> All right, Brian. I know this is right
0: before work. Go get to work. All right. On there. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining us at Miniature Wargaming Labs. We'll see you next time. Have a good one.